Production.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Two Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. One of Brent Musburger out of those words, there must be some misunderstanding yeah. when he was told, I guess earlier today, that he's no longer going to be the voice of the Las Vegas Raiders. What a legendary broadcasting career Brent Musburger had. A great broadcaster. Oh, my God. One of my all-time favorites, no doubt yep. about it. And he was fired on April Fool's Day from mm-hmm. CBS. I remember that uh, in the midst of the uh, Final Four. And, um, oh, boy. Mike Palm joins us from Las Vegas. We'll get into that, obviously. we got a lot to talk about with Circa and the numbers, etc. But, Mike, that's kind of uh, uh, not shocking in the way we're sh- we know shock today, but uh, certainly newsworthy that Brent Musburger, one of the legendary sports broadcasters, is out with the Raiders. Yeah, you know, Brent and I have gotten pretty close over the last few years. He, he's the one that first brought me on his show on Beeson um, four and a half years ago. That's really how I got to be associated with the network other than through, you know, Derek getting in on the ground floor. Um, but, uh, you know, he's battled a lot of health issues in the last year. And um, I, I think, you know, maybe it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they wanted to go a different direction or if it was mutual, um I'm sure he's not done yet because his mind is still very, very sharp. You know, we have him on our show from time to time uh, with his observations. And, uh, you know, he comes into the book quite a bit at Circa uh, and is still an avid better. And, uh, you know, not the end of the road for the 82-year-old, but uh, <laughs> what a career. What a legendary career. One of the voices of our of our generation. He, he really was. And, Mike, before it was in vogue to talk about sports betting, you know, you you knew you knew if you had a bet. The guys in Vegas, my guys in the desert, or that's a number that may be interesting, or that's a play that might interest some people. You knew that uh, what he was referring to before it was in vogue to come out and talk about sports wagering when he would broadcast national events. Yeah, yeah and of course that was the name of his show. That was yeah. the flagship for our network. Uh, my guys in the desert, referring to the to the bookmakers in Las Vegas. Yeah, but, you, you know, you go back to when I was a kid, you go back to the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, and, and, and on the NFL today, mm-hmm. and, and there you had a bookmaker, you know, and Jimmy the, the Greek, Greek talking yeah. about point point spreads, and, and and you got Pete Axum on, on NBC. And so, and then there was this period where, you know, it was so taboo, you couldn't mention anything about it. So the pendulum obviously has swung the other way, and now Ohio coming on. Yes, as the next state offering legalized sports wagering. Indeed, were you surprised that Minnesota it didn't get past the finish line? I thought that they were a cinch, Mike. I thought that for sure our folks to the to the north of us were going to get it, and it's. I think there was a lot of folks uh, the, behind the scenes that thought it was fait accompli, but it didn't get there because I guess the tribes uh, threw the flag that the tracks wanted to get involved. Well, that's the whole thing, Ken. And if you look, I thought Minnesota was going to get it done. But if you look, it's look at the states with native gaming, and that just throws such a complication. California, yeah, you know, there's not, you know, 
you think think about it though, California, there's so much politics involved mm-hmm. with you know, they have two propositions to legalize sports wagering. I mean, and there and there's ones that involve the tribes and the smaller operators like Circuit would be, and then there's one where it would really limit it just to the big four or five, two different what if they both pass? I mean, they, I mean, <laughs> if the, if these propositions both pass, then they have to work out some sort of compromise between the two bills. I mean, we had the state treasurer of California. There was a a, um, a meeting up at uh, or an event up at the Legacy Club on the rooftop bar at Circa a couple of weeks ago, and it, there was like eighteen different state treasurers from across the country, and and one of them was a the lady in California who might just be the next governor of California, but. It's disgusting with her and her staff, the politics of it. It is crazy. But that native element makes it very hard to get it through. So Florida has a big mm-hmm. – uh, uh, the, the tribes, they're very powerful. Minnesota, California. Who else, Mike? What am I missing before we get into the numbers? Oh. Is there another I mean, state? Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, Oklahoma. good point. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Mike, it's uh, NBA Finals time. Hockey continues on last night, that fourth quarter. I, I want to go first. Of course, we see the comeback. It felt like everybody – like myself, I was on Golden State last night. And my plan was I was going to play Golden State last night, then I was going to jump back on Boston on the series price and expecting I was going to get upwards of 2-1 to one at that point because I really like them coming into the series. Didn't get that. Not going to play out, certainly in that fashion. What did you guys see? Were you guys inundated with Warriors money yesterday? It was interesting because it was all the public money was all Warriors, Warriors, Warriors. And very understandably so. I mean, what the NBA Finals, 18 out of 19, the home team wins game one. Kerr is whatever, 23 and two or 20, whatever that is. It, game one's of series. It's interesting because a lot of books around town went to four. We never did. In fact, at tip, we were almost going to three. It was three and a half juiced to Celtics. We were really close to going to three because a ton of sharp money came in on the Celtics last night. I was with you. I was on the other side. Set to play. I, I, I laid three and a half, ready to come back with the Celtics. Because I really think, you know, it's tough for the Warriors to win four games. The Celtics are going to give you such a defensive effort in night in and night out in these long grinding series. But boy, coming off two seven game series, mm-hmm. coming off a physical series with the Heat, the Warriors more well rested. We saw that first game in Miami after the Milwaukee series. They kind of ran out of gas in the third quarter. But what a performance, a 40 point fourth quarter, and they take game one and now. Uphill battle for the Warriors, I think, to try to win four of the next six. No, no, doubt. We'll get to your Rangers because I know you have a good ticket on the New York Rangers in a second. But let me back up what Trent just said, Mike. Uh, well, and I, I thought Trent was on the right path. I, I, I uh, you put it out there yesterday what he was going to do, how he's going to approach it, and I, and I saw the reasoning behind it. Now, do you think you'll see a lot of folks step up to the counter and want to bet Golden State on this series now? Maybe, but I think you're going to see him get pounded in game two now. Mm. Uh, this is all those people thought they're going to win game one. Now it becomes a must-win, right? And there's still the zigzag theory. Uh, I, I don't think that the price is going to be less. I, I mean, I think it's going to be three and a half or four again when all said and done with, by the time the game tips in August or whenever game two is with this <laughs> ludicrous NBA final schedule. <laughs> The series price, I, I was surprised by it. Certainly knew after game one, after last night, concluded that Boston was going to be the series favorite, taking game one on the road. You guys currently are at minus 185 on the Celtics. You can get the Warriors at plus 160. A lot higher price than I anticipated, certainly on the Celtics side. What are you guys seeing there? Anybody tapping back into the series price? 
Yeah, we might see it bent down a little, but I don't think that's out of the line because we've seen in, in basketball and in hockey, when the dog wins the game, it shifts the price a dollar. We saw it with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Rangers, dollar fifty dog, all of a sudden now they're a dollar forty-five favorite, and they were a home team that won. Here's Golden State giving up home court, switches from a dollar fifty to a dollar eighty-five, a little more than a dollar. I thought they might actually open it up at two dollars Celtics, because. Guys, I mean, all the metrics and the eye test will tell you that since late January, Boston's been the best team in basketball. Mm-hmm. They've shown the ability to win on the road. I mean, they win multiple games on the road in these series against good teams, the defending champs, the one seed in the East, and now the Warriors with all their pedigree. So I'm not sure. I, I don't think by the time we tip on Sunday night in game number two that uh, that it'll get more than 10 cents off of that 185. Hmm. Let's go to the Eastern Conference final in the NHL. Uh, we both have uh, the Rangers at north of 20 to 1. You shared that with us. I, I, I uh, likewise shared my ticket. Mine's a saver ticket. Um, but were you surprised that it was it? Well, let me, I'll put it this way. Was it rust that you saw in Tampa Bay off that nine day layoff? Vasilevsky's way better than he showed the other night. I expect him to play his you know what off tonight. This series far from over, Mike? Well, yeah, uh, I'm left with a conundrum here, Trent, because for the first time in this entire playoffs, somewhere late in the second period um, on Tuesday, on Wednesday night, I believe for the first time, I believe the Rangers actually could win the cup. Mm-hmm. That's how well they played. I don't say it's nine days rust because I thought Tampa was the better team in the, in first, the first period for sure. Yep. Yeah, but it, but as the game wore on, I mean. Maybe the Rangers have found Vasilevsky's kryptonite, and that is if you can make him go post-to-post with your passing game, then you got to shoot high over that opposite shoulder because they put three goals in off his shoulders. I mean, it looked like a ping-pong board or, or, or a pinball board shooting high off the movement because he drops down as he goes across. So maybe can Tampa Bay correct that? So here, I found a price on the Rangers not to win the Cup. So I have 300 at 26-1. to I blew 600 wow. on Calgary on uh, on um, Carolina hedging that series. So really, I'm in for 900 to win 7,800. But I can lay 440 on the Rangers not to win the Cup. I'm tempted because if Tampa for the 20th consecutive time follows up a playoff loss with a win, mm-hmm. they've done every time in the last three years. I might never see that price again on the Rangers. Or do I just bet Tampa Bay tonight and then see if the Rangers can get a game? Uh, in Tampa, I don't know. I'm I'm at a conundrum. I'm not sure. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment and how they dominated that game, you know. And you still have to beat the champion. I'm tempted to just get off the ticket a little bit right now, and maybe lay you know lay something like three thousand uh, at that minus four forty and get most of my money back and then see where we go from there. Speaking of conundrums, of course, I went down the path the other night where I started to look at all the markets at circa and. Came up to yes/no playoff props in the NFL, and I want to take a shot. I just want to throw twenty-five bucks down in some long shot just to make the playoffs. Mike Palm talked me out of it. I landed on the Detroit Lions. I don't know what's wrong what with me. Think Plus four twenty-five. The price was just winking at me. The hard knocks bounce. Do you got anything at all? Any long shot you like in your playoff to make the playoff props up there at Circa? Amal and I went through the divisions and 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 the win total. I don't know. It feels kind of chalky to me. Yeah. It, it just does. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I think you can you can parlay division bets is the way to go here. Oh. I would, you know, yeah, you could take the 
Yeah, I, I think you could almost take the Bills in the East, in the AFC. And then, to me, I, I think the NFC divisions are pretty cut and dry, even though the Rams are a slight favorite over the 49ers. I would make a five-team parlay right across the board, and I would go Bills to win the AFC East, mm-hmm. Cowboys to win the NFC East, the, the Buccaneers to win the NFC South, the mm-hmm. Packers to win the NFC North, and the Rams to win the NFC West. I think that's the way I will attack the futures market this year. Last year, I took a three-teamer and hit that um, with uh, with the Buccaneers, Bills, and uh, Packers. I think I can expand it to five teams uh, this year. I like to do it that way. I did it in baseball with a three-teamer, Dodgers, Astros, Brewers. I, I think it's fun that way. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you pick as a wild card, and can the wild card win these three games on the road? I mean, that's that's tough to catch the lightning in a bottle. Tell you who I'm looking at, fellas, and, and talk me out of it. Baltimore Ravens, they're in the right division. Uh, Pittsburgh's, I think, coming back to the back. Cleveland has major, major issues under center. To the point now I'm starting to, to talk myself into Baker Mayfield's going to be the guy there this year. Uh, Ravens had a ton of injuries. Might the Ravens be one of those teams that I think they finished? They, they did. They finished tied for last in the AFC North last year. Might this be a team that might be worth a look see? Amal's all over him. Amal are they? Is he? To one, you know, twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. Um, and he's got him. I don't know what they were. Two twenty for the, the the vision's real close, right? The Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is the clearly the fourth choice, but the other three. You know, they pick one out of a hat. They're like plus one eighty, plus one ninety, plus two ten. I think were the three prices we were looking at the other day. Uh, to me, how do you bet that division with the uncertainty with Deshaun yeah, Watson? That, that to me, I don't know because if Deshaun Watson is under center for Cleveland all year, which I suspect the NFL is going to suspend him next year mm. because of the way Cleveland the contract the owners are mad at that contract. Yep, yep. that's a rope a dope there with giving him all this little money here, expecting he might get suspended, and then all the big money in year two, and they're trying to say, no, we're going to punish the guy. If we're going to punish him, we're going to punish him in a big salary year with a year-long suspension. I, don't, I suspect that. I don't know. I watched that, you know, Real Sports with Brian Gumble, um, with those the accusers and that, and I, there's never an instance of force, right, that, that, that there was any force. No women in the Houston Texan organization have come out with anything bad to say about him. Mm-hmm. And look, he, he really was not good to that franchise in the way he, he handled it the last year or so or the way he went out, no matter what your opinion is on everything else. I, I don't know, maybe, if, is there going to be action? And then on the other hand, you look at Trevor Bauer, who probably will never again pitch in baseball. Right. I mean, so I mean, it's just so hard to handicap the legal situation and how the leagues are going to take punishment on these guys. How does Major League Baseball defend that lawsuit? I don't know. Mm. Difficult, difficult one. Hey, Mike, talking football here and college football, as you know, dominates certainly our market. Talking about the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. You guys, uh, what else you guys got in store coming out for futures in the college market? What can we be looking for here as we open up our Circa app in the coming weeks? Yeah, we're looking at uh, probably within two weeks we'll have the win totals up. Mm-hmm. Um, on the, I know Matt Metcalf's working on them right now as we speak. Because I said, we, we you know people are starting ready to come in. And people, when they come in to, bet, to enter the football contest, the Survivor and the Circa Million Sport, a lot of times they also come in and they make their, their season win bets, uh, win totals for NFL, but also for college. I saw, you know, our college football win season win totals wrote nearly the same as the NFL, and we're offering the alternates on the NFL. So I was really impressed with how that market is growing in terms of college football. I know a mall's all over. He loves Alabama to win the SEC, and he thinks it's 
it's uh, Alabama or Ohio State are the only two teams that can win the national championship. So uh, he, he's pretty convinced of that. I think the Pac-12 is really interesting. How, how do you handicap the Pac-12? There's a lot of USC money coming in already in other markets. But, uh, you know, hard to count out uh, Kyle Whittingham and Utah yep. and, 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 what, and what's Oregon going to come back with. So very, very interesting race. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this. What kind of week, as far as science, did you guys see with Millions and Survivor? Well, we're good. We're getting uh, we're pushing up near 200 now, which is, if you look at historically the pace, that's good. I mean, we trickle in here, you know, weeks with 10, 15 entries, and we're getting a solid 50, 60 a week so far. So, so that's pretty good, and, it, and it's still continuing to trend as it does early, you know, 70% Survivor. Indeed. Mike Palm, Circus Sports Circa in the state of Iowa, coming soon to the state of Illinois. You can download the app Circus Sports here uh, in Iowa. Mike Palm, have a wonderful week. Uh, hopefully we or your schedule allow you to join us on TV on Wednesday, uh, but I'll reach out in advance of that. Thank you, Mike Palm. All right. Have a great weekend, guys. Yep, you do the same. Mike Palm, Circus Sports. As we talk to our friends in Las Vegas. Yeah, the, uh, the Brent Musburger news. Mm-hmm. What a career, huh? 83 years old. I would, when he um, was jettisoned from that booth, and they put Fowler in there, I thought, oh, come on, you know Fowler's pretty good. Yes, he he's done a really. Nice he's job. done a really nice job. Change is difficult, and it's, but um, he's, he's Brent Musburger. Did you see Musburger's tweet? No, I did not. What did he say? Uh, many thanks to the Raiders organization for fond memories. I'll miss broadcast partner Lincoln Kennedy and the radio production crew. What's next? I hear Mike Trout might step down as commissioner of his fantasy league. You never know. Uh, 83 years of age. Yeah, he started the Vista Network. Him and his nephew, is that what it was? Yeah, nephew or son, yeah. Some relation, though. There is a relation. And subsequently, it's been sold to DraftKings. Mm -hmm. uh, Brent Musburger's done very, very well. And and man, oh man, you look back over that career. Back into the set. You're looking live or or just being on the set with. Phyllis George and Irv Cross and Jimmy the Greek. Do you know where the You're Looking Live came from? I do not. So in the CBS pregame show, yep. there were people back in the 80s that were looking for weather information. And they didn't really have that. So they would do these cutouts. That's why they did it? To see if it's snowing, to see if it's raining, to see if it's windy. So are they doing that Mus- for the betters? Yes. And Musburger <laughs> said, you're looking live so people can see the field at 1120 Central Time. To see, hey, it's snowing. Both the betters and the bookies. Absolutely. You're looking You're live. You're kidding me. That's where it came from, and it's a nod to us degenerates out there. I had no, I mean, I even like them more now that I've heard that story. That's that's terrific. All right, we'll head to Lincoln next. Uh, our friend Stephen M. Sipple is going to join us, so catch up on the Huskers on the Big Ten West. And uh, for you Husker fans in the market, um, they got a really, uh, Sip's new site that he's part of. It's sign up for the whole year for a buck. Uh, we'll talk to Sip about that and the uh, what's going on in Husker Nation. Boy, a lot of love for them. A lot of love for them. In the futures markets. Am I going to fall for the trap? Well, there's a whole bunch of people over in Nebraska that will. <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> right. I, I don't think they're going to be as bad. good. But they're going to a bowl game this year, aren't they? Yes. I think they are, too. At minimum. Yep. They're going to get Iowa this year. Oh, they are. Spencer Peach is still over there? Well, he is. He led the comeback, though, a year ago. Well, there's also a block pun in there that helped out a lot. <sighs> 
They're going to get Iowa this year. Yeah, look, I, it, it, they're going to get them sooner. It's going to happen. It, it is going to happen. SEP's going to happen uh, with us next. Then Claxton's Barbecue. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3. For details. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Wolf Construction. Your favorite shows. The Grumpy Goat Tavern provides a rustic, comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barnwood, sleek modern finishes, and a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50 tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant. It's local. It's for you. It's your tavern. E181. It's time for sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk corn huskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Time for a new Stephen M. Sipple Open. Is Stephen M. Sipple no longer with the Lincoln Journal Star? You can read him, as I will, and I know uh, hopefully a lot of you folks will, at on3.com as he uh, transitions from the newspaper to online. Hello, Sip. Congratulations, first of all. How are you? No, I'm doing fine. Third day on the new job. Right. Um, it's, you know, at our age, that sort of transition is not always seamless. <laughs> no, that's... But it's, 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 it's going well. Good. Glad, happy for you, Sip. So let's get, let's get into the company before we get into some of the particulars. And you, when it first happened, you and I texted back and forth to each other. And, you know, I congratulated. And I think somewhere in the text I said, boy, man, I, I, I hope that there's going to be a chance that you and I can talk Huskers and Big Ten football this fall. We've been doing it for 25 years or thereabouts. And you said, there's a pretty good chance that's going to happen. So I knew you weren't going away, weren't going far. You're on three on three dot com. What is it, Sip? Is it is it a competitor to rival um, to the Rivals Network? How would you um, how would you describe it? Yeah, it's it's absolutely a competitor to Rivals. I would say it's just a more it's kind of a it's a modernized version of Rivals. It's it's kind of an upgraded version of Rivals. And in fact, the you know the founder of H or excuse me, of on three was the founder of rivals was the founder of 24 seven. Um, now he's, this is a new venture and it's very similar. You know, I'm working for the Nebraska team site of on com. with a, in fact, I just stepped out of a staff meeting. I would tell you this just to simplify it. What I'm doing is not going to be much different at all from what I was doing with the Lincoln journal star, you know, two or three columns a week helping with football coverage, um, you know, and, you know, 
let's face it, the last five or six years at the Lincoln Journal Star, I hardly ever looked at the newspaper. I, you know, I read our work on my phone. I really did. I mean, that's how I did it. And so for me, it's not a huge change. June is a bit of a change because I didn't do a lot of recruiting work um, at the Journal Star. Our beat writers did that. But I'll I'll help a little bit more with that. And then the other change is, and this was a lot of the appeal to me, I don't mind saying it, um, I just mostly at this point in my life want to deal with football mm. and cover football. And on three, you know, it, it's not like I won't cover anything else, but it would, it would have to be in the pretty extreme circumstances for me to jump in <clears throat> on basketball um, and baseball. Um, like coach firings, or they get really good, and you know you got to ride that wave. Um, whereas at the Journal Start, it was becoming increasingly difficult for me to do so much football, um, and then also kind of you know I have to weigh in on a lot of different things. So I I don't know I I just it's just sort of a tweak, but I thought that they give it they gave me an eight year contract here. Oh, that's that was, great. That was, yeah, that's a, that's very appealing, and um, so yeah, off we go. Third day on the job, my friends. <laughs> love to hear it, Sip. Eight-year contract, I love that. Boy, I'll and, say. I mean, was that the biggest component here? Just at this point in your career, the uncertainty of the newspaper industry, you still feel very solid, obviously, for what you built up over in Nebraska, but was that just something you couldn't say no to? And, and what else? What are the reasons made you to make this venture? Because I think of you certainly as a newspaper guy, a guy that really cares about journalism. Yeah, I do. And I, I care about the Journal Star. And as far as stability, now that, you know what? It's interesting. Um, the Journal Star is in a good market, and it's I don't think they would mind me saying it's very profitable. I mean, mm-hmm. the Journal Star itself, you know, it's in Lee Enterprises, and that's sort of another whole discussion when you're talking about, you know, the the corporate part. But the Journal Star itself is is very profitable, and the market is very solid. And I was not really overly concerned about stability, um, especially because a lot of, you know, sports drives a lot of our traffic, so... Uh, no, I, I don't know that it was that um, kind of needed, maybe needed a little change. I don't know if you knew this, but Parker Gabriel was yeah. our beat writer. He's in Denver now. And he, Yeah, he took a job covering the Broncos for USA Today. That was a bit of a factor for me. Um, Parker took a lot of pressure off me. Um, hmm. And... And, you know, he, he could handle about anything that came up as a beat rider from a new, and a, you know, from a new standpoint. And, you know, that, that, that was great. I didn't have to, I could just weigh in on it with opinion. And that, it hasn't always been that way, but it became that way with Parker. Um, that was a part of it. There was a lot of kind of little things. Um, there's an opportunity um, to work with a, a few of these guys I've always wanted to work with, I'm working with now. That was part of it, and just just a little bit of a change. Hmm. You know, late, you, my, late in my career, will you go on the road, Sip? I mean, I mean, will you go to oh, yeah. Ireland? You, will you be in Ireland? Yeah, yeah, I'll go to all the road trips, and we're de- I'm, yeah, I'm going to Dublin for sure. Um, all the road trips. No, yeah, like I say, guys, it doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. It's sort of interesting. It's sort of interesting in that my, I don't feel like my job duties will change hardly at all. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's the same, maybe a little bit more video. Um, but we were doing all that stuff at the Journal Star. Right, and that video so, yeah, that you mentioned, Sip, and, I, and as you know, I've told you this before, I really enjoyed the post game that you and Parker, you get back, you'd filed your stories, and you're back in your room, um, and, and you jump on, and yeah. you do a half hour of interaction. I, I enjoyed that. Will we still get that? Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, it'll be with someone different. but Sure. Uh, obviously, but yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll still be that those sort of things, and probably a little bit more of that. Um, a lot of people ask me, and this is interesting to me, uh, and I'm flattered that a lot of people say, "Hey, tell me you're still going to be writing a post game column." I mean, that's that's what I'd wait for. Um, yeah, I think I will. I mean, I, there was a there was some discussion about maybe not doing that, just doing video. Um, but I think because of the, how many people we've heard from, I'll, I'll probably have to rip out a column after games, which is fine. I've always done that. I said going into break, uh, your Black Friday column will have a Nebraska win. I, huh. Yeah, it's June, and this is the time to make some crazy predictions here. I think the the winning streak comes to an end. I More than anything, it's not a Nebraska thing. It's an Iowa thing. I just I can't see that offense being good enough again this season. And Iowa had a heck of a comeback again last year. There's been some goofy games that have gone the Hawkeyes' way. What do you look at that rivalry as it continues to build a win for Nebraska, finally in this series after the long winning streak out of Iowa you think that ratchets things even up even to another level, or Nebraska? They don't even want to still consider Iowa a rival. Oh, I mean, I think Nebraska wants to consider Iowa a rival. That game has a lot of energy. I'm interested in what you just said about Iowa because I was looking at Iowa this week, and they look tough to me defensively. I, I, defensively, see, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. The defense looks like it could be as good as a, as a mm-hmm. what was it? What were they 13th in the nation in scoring defense? They might be better. They look, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Now I know, I know they struggle on offense. Mm-hmm. Like obviously understatement <laughs> um, of the day. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I look at the schedule and I, I mean, can't they get to nine wins again? I mean, isn't that, it looked to me like they probably could. Michigan, Ohio State crossovers, and and Trent's got Nebraska picking them off, so that would be a perfect. Got to uh, win the rest of them, then. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, Sip, you know what I've noticed about Nebraska, and I don't know if it's uh, if it's NIL is is a big part. I mean, I have to assume, boy, that roster continues to expand. I mean, seemingly, you know, every other week, uh, Scott Frost is bringing somebody else on on back in or into the program. What's behind that, Sip? Oh, a need. I mean, they sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what? Yeah. So what's happened is it's it's been it has been fascinating to watch on both Scott in November, late in the season, in a in a post practice press conference said, "Look, we're going to try to get this thing over the top by going into the transfer portals and junior colleges, and that's how we're going to do it." So he, I mean, he laid out a plan, and then then they executed it. I would say at a very <laughs> very high level. NIL, you know, name, image, likeness. Um, Nebraska's very, very strong in that area. They have a very well-organized, well-heeled operation here. Um, that has helped tremendously. So they brought in 15 guys from the transfer portal, three JUCO players. They, I think they've hit on, you know, seven or eight that you can, that are going to play for sure and maybe start. Um, really they, what they really did 
is really upgraded their defensive line. That was a cold red concern coming out of spring. And then it got even scarier because a couple guys jumped in the portal. But then they went and got, you know, they got a lineman from uh, Alabama named Stephon Wynn, who was a rotational player there. Um, they got a kid from a kid from Texas Tech, Devin Drew, who played who played a lot. Uh, was a starter. Uh, had 34 tackles last year. Um, they since got O'Shawn Mathis. I mean, O'Shawn Mathis comes from TCU. He had seven sacks in 2020, four sacks last year. But he was a second team All Big 12 player, and you know he could be the impetus to solve their pass rush deficiencies, which have been profound. But it's not just him. I mean, what what I'm really interested in is suddenly it looks like they could have a pretty good pass rush, not just Mathis. Mm -hmm. Mathis obviously helps, but, you know, they have a holdover in Garrett Nelson, who had five sacks last year. They have a holdover in Caleb Tanner, who now they can use him probably a little bit different. He's a little undersized. Well, he's a lot undersized, 6'2", 240. But, um, I mean, he's a player, baby. I mean, they, <laughs> they so they got they – got, they have some dudes, dudes, multiple, that I think now can get to the passer. They're a little bit scared. They're still a little bit deficient depth-wise with experienced depth up front on defense, but it's not code red anymore. Now, the only thing I'd add is I'm a little still concerned about the run defense part. I mm. think the pass rush could be pretty good. I just wonder – I will still wonder about the run defense. Zip, brother, listen, we're out of time. I know there's a special going on for a couple more days on 3.com. Is it on 3.com or on 3 Media? On 3.com? No, no, no. It's on 3. Yeah, on 3.com. On 3.com. You can sign up for the whole year for a buck. Not a buck a month. A yeah, buck a for. Deal. It really is a good deal. Uh, it's a better deal that we get to uh, continue our conversations uh, throughout the uh, fall as we've done for so many years. Good stuff, Stephen M. Sipple. I'm happy for you. I really am. Thank you, Sipple. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Well, you guys are great friends. I appreciate that a lot. And we will. We'll talk soon. All right. Man. Good to hear from you. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal Star. Phone lines are open. First four callers right now at two at 515-284-5966. 515-284-5966. If you have not uh, played in the Claxons Barbecue Contest giveaway, now is your opportunity. First four of you. 515-284-5966. We'll give you four questions and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. 515-284-5966. Claxons next. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. <laughs> the biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com. Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renter's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renter's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average. 
so you don't have to. And for a small, flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. Conditions apply. Wolf Construction and Wolf Roofing are currently hiring. What makes Wolf Construction a better place to work is that when we think about developing the whole person is important, whether that person is a new carpenter laborer on a job site or that person's a project accountant that works in the office, it doesn't matter who. It becomes more than just a job or a company you show up to. It becomes part of the Wolf family. Competitive pay, excellent benefits, and a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Apply today at wolfconstruction.net. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time for our weekly Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. We do it this time each and every Friday. Give four of you an opportunity to win barbecue at Claxon's, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, serving barbecue in Altoona for about 25 years. That's how long Andy and his uh, staff uh, have been at it in the Altoona area. You can find them online, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com. Brian, Jeff, John, and Dennis in that order, and away we go. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. All right, Brian. Golden State on Sunday is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Boston. Uh, Golden State. New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, game two tonight in New York. Uh, who won the first one? Rangers are up one zip. I think I'll take Rangers. Taking Rangers to go up 2 nothing. The Avs and the Oilers play tomorrow. It's in Edmonton. Colorado leads that series 2 nothing. Uh Oilers. Cubs cards, Sunday night baseball, Adam Wainwright versus Justin Steele, the pitching matchup. Oh, uh, this just really tears my guts out, uh, cards. Okay. Here's the tiebreaker, Brian. Total runs this weekend, three game series. Toronto versus the Twins. How many runs will be scored in Toronto this weekend? Oh, boy. Um, 22. Brian, you have a good weekend. Thanks for playing. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jeff is next. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Guys, I'm back again. Good to hear from you. Golden State, three and a half over Boston. You know I'm going Golden State. Lock it up. Rangers, Tampa Bay tonight. You said Rangers are up 1 0, correct? Correct. Give me Tampa. Avs, Oilers, tomorrow night. Oilers down 0 2. Give me Avs. Cubs cards, Sunday night baseball, Wainwright Steele. Cubs. Tiebreaker, closest without going over. Total runs, Minnesota, Toronto this weekend. 21. Thanks, Ken. Thank you, Jeff. You have a good weekend. John next. Hello, John. John is. Hey, good to hear from you. Golden State, three and a half over Boston. Golden State. New York Rangers, Tampa Bay tonight, game two in New York. Ride the Lightning. Avs, Oilers, tomorrow night. In Edmonton. Oilers. Cubs cards, Sunday night baseball. Gotta go Cardinals. Total runs, Twins, Jays, closest without going over all three games, John. 
I'm going to go 24. You have a good weekend, John. Thank you. You as well. Appreciate it. And uh, Dennis brings it to a close. Hey, Dennis. Yes. Golden State's three-and-a-half-point favorite over Boston. Yeah, I'll stay with the Warriors. Rangers lightning tonight. We better go with the Rangers. Avs Oilers tomorrow. Let's go with the Oilers. Cubs cards on Sunday night baseball. And that's the Cardinals. And the tiebreakers, Twins in Toronto, three-game series, total runs all closest without going over. I'm going to go 26. Dennis, have a good weekend. Thank you. Great, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, and appreciate Claxons 3138 Street Southwest in Altoona. Appreciate all of you listening throughout the week. We certainly uh, need more of you. Let's go. We're out of time. Have a good weekend, TC. Happy birthday to your oldest. Yes, Ella's here having a great time. Mm, that's great. Daddy-daughter day at the <laughs> shop. We're Miller and Con. You hear Trent and I every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNL.